0: Hello Liturgy Guy listeners, this is your host Jesse Weiler and we have another great episode for you but first I want to give a shout out to two new Patreon supporters Carrie Heft and Adair Reinpolt I'm very sorry if I mispronounced any of your names but we very much appreciate your support and if you want to support us on Patreon you can go to patreon.com slash liturgy One other thing too, we just launched a brand new course today with Chris Carson's on uh, celebrating the Easter mystery. This is an amazing course especially if you're prepared preparing RCIA candidates or you're preparing to do any of the Triduum Liturgies, you must take this course. It is really amazing. It's going to be launched today. It will be on sale for half off until February 21st. Uh, Just check out all of our social media uh, for any of those half off coupon codes. Today, our podcast is another episode on etymologies. Always a good time. So, Without further ado, episode 16 of season five of The Liturgy Guys The Liturgical Institute is proud to present the Liturgy Guys. Um, I'm excited today. I'm good. You, glad.
2: you, you weren't you excited us? last week. You no, us? I was
0: not. <laughs> I was not excited last week. And now everybody knows why. Um no so quiz let's, for you. Let's just hold off on the quizy, even though I won technically. Uh <laughs> So I guess there's some joy in that.
1: Um, hey Chris, maybe we should have Jesse guess the origin of the words. No, all yeah. right, so we're, yes, that's so we're right. doing
0: we're doing etymology. Yeah, where is our that, etymology theme song, Jesse? Uh, it's a TBD. If, you, if anybody out there wants to make an etymology theme song, oh, yeah, that
1: would it be would great. Be inspired by the Johnny Carson opening theme song. Well,
0: what do we? What well, the, do we? Uh, they, we're, the ahead, Coffee Chris.
2: talk intro is fantastic. It is. That's yeah, only, that was, and that was a listener produced. That yeah. was that was listener produced.
0: And uh, so, if anybody wants to produce something else for us, great. And I think we gave that guy a shirt or something. So do we have a prize
1: for something. Wow. If, if they, yeah, are, I think <laughs>
0: we. Yeah, well, you can get you if you do an etymology intro for us. We and we choose it to be the official intro. We will send you a T-shirt and a pint glass. And a DVD of Elements of the Catholic Mass. And I will give you one of our online courses for free. Whoa. And so there you go. That
2: and is you good. also get a date with Chris on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Yeah, well, nobody's listening anymore.
0: I think Marguerite would be okay with that, actually. Yeah, she
2: probably would. Get him <laughs> out of my hair for a while. All right, while.
0: who wants to start? Yes. Mm,
2: yes, etymology.
1: You want to go, yes. Chris? No, you, you you want me you to go? go, you go I first. have so many exciting words. I'm
0: trying to. You figure want you out. want to eat?
1: Yes, go go go. All right. Well, remember, etymology is the origin of words, and it's a Greek origin. But it translated in Latin is very loquium, right? The true talking. So we're not just. This isn't just history. This is
2: finding the deep meaning of things. So I but think why, we're going to start with why my, should why well, hang well, well, yeah. why should a liturgically minded person care about that?
1: Well, I think in general, you know, grace is received according to the mode of the receiver, right? And the the better you are to understand, the better you understand, the more you can enter in, you can say yes to God, you can receive, you know, there's the old um, Thomistic question, if you give the Eucharist to a a dog, will he get holier? And the answer is no, right? Because he doesn't have the capacity to know what the Eucharist is. So when we know the meaning of words, we can say, oh yeah, now I know what that is and enter and hopefully receive more grace and grow in greater glory.
2: Plus it's, it's darn
1: fun to do on the liturgy, guys.
0: It is. It's very fun. That's
2: it's a good, a good answer, Where's Waldo moment. So. Yeah. Well, that's a great answer. It's all <laughs> about the Father's glory <laughs> Thank you, for you, isn't
1: it? Well, you know, what else Holiness. is Holiness. I've never had you as a teacher, Chris. Although you haven't you've had me as a teacher, so I have. Um, yeah. yeah. Well I'm gonna start with the word diocese. Hmm. Now we use that word all the time, right? It's the sort of geographic region of uh, authority of a bishop. Um, da's and clergy are people who are sort of wedded to that region. And, um, any thoughts there? It's got Dio in it, which dio. is that like a cross? Kind of. I just give you, it actually comes from the Roman Empire, it was the governor, hmm. the area of the governor's uh, jurisdiction, so the subdivision of a prefecture, actually. So it was a smaller division, which makes sense. You know, the whole Roman church, then you have various regions. There's, it's dia, D-I-A, like you're diametrically opposed or you have a diameter or other dias, which means across, right? So the diameter is the full way across a circle compared to the...
2: Do you remember uh, dia balane?
1: Yeah. To To throw throw across. To throw across. right?
2: the devil's throwing himself across your path back to God? Cool. Exactly. Okay. So you, you start Dio. seeing these
1: things come back and build on each other. Dia, uh, it means across, but it can also have another meaning, which is completely. like So it's completely across, or it's the complete distance mm. across. Now, the other part is a, maybe, you're, this is going to ring bells for you, Chris, and maybe even you, Jesse. Dia, di, it was originally dioikesis in Greek.
2: Dioikesis. Uh, oh. uh-huh.
1: do why t- are you going, uh-huh?
2: It sounds like a uh, klesis or kalein, which means no.
1: to call. Think of the oik part. Di- oh, oikos. Yes. Home. Ding, ding, huh. ding, ding, Across ding, ding. the home. Yeah, across the house. So the diocese is, literally means completely across the house or the living place or the region or whatever. And um, that's where it comes from. Isn't that interesting? Because we have economy, right, which is oikos nomos, right, naming the things of the house. Uh, now this is similar in Diochesis, the uh, oh. full complete control of the house belonging to the governor and then I guess as the church takes it over becomes the authoritative governor of this region the house of the church. Mm. Chris is lost in wonder. You people at oh. home can't see his face, but uh,
2: oh yeah, <laughs> you should be grateful for that. What it reminds me of is uh, remember Father Father Martis would often do this etymology of parish mm-hmm. it's, isn't that Paria. right paraoikos. Paraoikos. Yeah. so a oikos is somebody next to the house you're not quite in the, the house, house I guess yeah. and a diaoikos is a us. so their, their diocese and parish are related in more ways than just kind of ecclesiology but even etymologically they're related about this yeah household. all those oikoses hmm.
1: even the, the yog- you know there's a Greek yogurt named oikos that's for some reason it's named for the house but, uh, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily get it from diocese and think oikos is in there, but it, but it is. So, so the governor a, is your dad. The
0: bishop is your dad who's
1: got in charge of his house.
0: So, Chris, going along your thought process, here's what I'm oh, thinking. Uh-huh. The diocese is usually the center part, you know, the most, um, you know, like the cathedral is supposed to be the premium liturgy and you have mm-hmm. the bishop there so it would make sense that um, that that you would be inside the home there but then the parishes are alongside the cathedral parish alongside the, the head of the hmm. uh, you know so that's yeah, where yeah, that the, the para parishioner or parish comes from hmm.
2: May, yes? no? sounds reasonable okay uh, yeah some know. other so the bishop what's what's uh, This is an intro into my uh, uh, first etymological word of the day. So the bishop is called the episcopus.
1: Yeah, the overlooker, overseer. The
2: overseer, the overseer. So the bishop, so who's the, well, giving it away, I suppose, who's the pastor of the cathedral? The rector. Yeah, well, see, the rector's called the rector because the rector's not the pastor. The pastor is oh. the episcopos is the bishop. Oh, so his interesting. His pastorate is, is the cathedral. Yeah, so.
0: because isn't the pope the pastor of the parish of
2: well, St. Peter's? Uh, That's actually pretty good. Probably uh, St. John uh, latter He's probably the pastor. I don't know. Maybe he's pastor of that. He's the bishop of the diocese of Rome, so he's probably a rector. I don't know how they, I don't know how they do it in Rome, <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, the word pastor is, is uh, the word I'm thinking of, pastor. Pastor is uh, uh, related to, uh, based on this word pa, P-A, which means uh, to feed or to nourish, hmm. okay? And is the root uh, also of the word panis, like... Bread, panis I was just going to ask that. On, yeah, 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 like bread. Or the pantry, what's in the pantry? Liquor. Bread. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. uh, is uh, the the room for the bread. Mm. A uh, companion is somebody who shares Ooh, yeah. your bread. A panini is uh, a sandwich <laughs> with Delicious. bread. Delicious. Yeah. So the pastor, <laughs> the pastor is uh, really etymologically based on this word bread. The feeder. Or to the feeder, right? And so uh, Christ, who's, I suppose, our ultimate pastor, well, think about all the priestly, how all these priests in the scriptures are related to bread. So you've got Melchizedek, uh, you've got uh, kind of that great priestly uh, Passover. It has bread as they're passing through the desert, uh, you know, kind of bridging their way to the promised land. There's bread. As soon what as about they- the pa- the passion? The passion? I actually I don't know I am guessing and it really is just a guess I don't know if those are related or not. But yeah, I I'll think that's a that false out. cognate.
1: Pasio yeah. is a different Dang
2: word. Dang it! Well, passio is I think Latin for to suffer, but pasca is Hebrew for pass over, Pass through. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if those I don't think those are related. But oh. think of what Jesus does. You've got he feeds the people, uh, the upper room, the. Uh, you know, the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And so there's this, there's scripturally and etymologically and liturgically, pastor is related to feeding with bread. And a pastor, ha- it'd be like a pastor who doesn't feed is like a painter who doesn't paint or a writer who doesn't write. And yeah, I think this me. is what's a little bit, yeah, no, it's not. You're, you're, Until
0: the day before.
2: Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think this is uh, a little bit of what's behind, you know, why bishops and priests especially are called the ordinary ministers of the Eucharist because it's a part of their ontology and etymology that they feed people. Uh. They can't not do that. Whether I do it or not is, you know, accidental. But anyway, now the whole pastor. thing about like
1: taking sheep out to pasture right, or a pasture, yeah. That must be the same because you're, you're bringing the sheep to a place where they can eat. Yeah, Precisely. Yep. Okay, so, so I think m- many people would think, and at least this was how my intuition was, someone who takes the sheep to the grass is the past take the pasture, taking them to pasture, but actually the word is above that on the flowchart. So, someone who feeds has nothing to do with whether you're eating hay or not. It's about being fed. Awesome.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it's being fed with good stuff, too. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you hear this used, I don't think always rightly. Green uh, pasture. So-and-so had to make a pastoral decision. And sometimes, that, what that means is you're taking the good, substantial, rich, nourishing food and giving it in such a way that hungry mouths can be nourished by it.
0: Mm. Or if you're described as somebody who is pastoral or, or he's yeah. not very pastoral. See,
2: but uh, someone who's pastoral and doesn't care about the substance of the food is just giving junk food, or mm. you know, like rice cakes or something <laughs> like that, which Gun really isn't food. anything.
0: Cheetos. Uh,
2: <laughs> so a pastor has kind of one eye on substantial food and one eye on hungry Mouse.
1: Yeah, don't let him drive your car. All right, that was a joke. What? There, he's got eyes looking in two different directions. How can uh, he drive your car?
0: Uh, yeah, all right, never
1: mind. Uh, he's got one eye on this and one. And never mind. All right, is it my turn for the new I one? That was good. Your sleep turn. With I'm with done. That, that was, was good. Chris. You should
0: sleep with one eye open. I think.
1: Wow, wow. Well, I have so many choices. I did actually a good amount of homework today. Wow. I'm gonna go with the word canon or canonize. I guess they're both related. Boom! Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> as far as I know, the canon as the weapon of war. It, I don't know if it's uh, etymologically related or if it's just a, a sound alike. Any thoughts there? Because you have all kinds of canons, right? The canonized saint. You have the canon of scripture. You have the Roman canon. You have um, canonical. Canon yeah, canon law.
2: Oh, you have canons who are, they're like a group of priests that live by, a, in the cathedral or something? Yeah, canons. or
1: you know, like the Society of St. John Canty, I believe, they're canons yeah, they're regular. Canons.
2: Yeah,
0: canons, There's canons uh, sometimes, regular. Sometimes, sometimes I use a canon camera. Yeah, that canon. Yeah, that's enough.
1: <laughs> well, canon regular is actually a bit of a redundancy, if you know what the word canon means, mm. and what the word regular means. Does, Does it, mean, it mean regular? Canon means
2: regulation? <laughs> it means regulation or law.
1: Yeah. Rule it's or something? Close to rule. Yeah, that's it. So in Greek, the word kanon means either a measuring line, a rule, or a standard. So like a ruler, if you think about it, is a standard amount of distance, right? It's a foot or an inch. It's There's a standard rule by which we measure all kinds of things. Um, and the origin of that is kana, K-N-N-A, in uh, proto what is it called Proto-Indo-European
2: proto
1: yeah it's pie every time I looked in this in the dictionary it would say P-I-E you know this word I'm like mm, pie right Jesse mm. Pie. Mm, pie six pies <laughs> right and that word kind of meant read And so I guess in the old days, they'd have a stick or a reed of some kind that was a standard rule by which all things were measured. So we talk about feet now, you know, you know, whose foot was it that was measured? everybody's feet are different? So as it was in Latin, it's measuring line or a rule. And then a canon becomes a rule, a law or a decree. That's where the canonized saint comes from there. It's a a decree made uh, based, you know, sort of in the law of the church in that sense. Um, And then the people who follow the rule, like canon's regular, which is why it's redundant, right? Because regular is rule and canon Mm -hmm. is one, you know, follows the rule, um, would be people who live according to a rule of life instead of someone who, you know, lives alone in a parish, but they have uh, something like religious life. And interestingly, the word cane comes from this. So if you walk with a cane, canon, this has the same uh, Mm. etymological root, so there you go, canon, canonized, walking with a cane, et etc. Yes,
0: Jesse. The, the other, I looked up the other canon, and it says uh, it comes. It's augmentative from cana, cana, c a n n a, which is reed or a tube. Oh yeah, which is which is Same where thing. you get can where you get cannon. So where you would throw oh, the hmm. projectiles through a tube. Right,
1: and a reed often is hollow. You know, you could use it like a straw. Mm-hmm. So I imagine they're. Uh, they're etymologically related, but for different reasons. I Correct. found out that that is called a doublet, believe it or not. There's a triplet, but a doublet is a word that has the same exact roots, but comes out with a different word. And there are quite a number of those in uh,
0: in English. All right, so well, just... I think doublet is going to be the first track on our uh, <laughs> album from the band... Uh, false Cognate so just look out for that album yeah
2: alright right. now just, Dennis just yes. put a bow on this so when I go to mass next time mm-hmm. and we and we read from the canon of scripture mm-hmm. or the Roman canon what's kind of some spiritual uh, insight well I was trying to yeah. think
1: about Roman canon I couldn't find a specific answer I mean the canon of scripture of course means the early bishops got together and decided which of all these old writings were actually going to be legally decreed to be mm-hmm. You know, inspired by God and for the universal good. Um, I was thinking, why is it the Roman canon? I mean, it's the rule of prayer, I suppose. Maybe before there was any other Eucharistic prayer, it was the Roman canon. Maybe uh, that was to distinguish it from the other rites. That was the Roman rule of praying the Eucharistic prayer. That's my guess, but I don't have an actual footnotable source on that. In either way, either case, the idea is the church has said, hmm, A lot of things out there, a lot of people with ideas, a lot of ancient texts on different things, and there's lots of them. I mean, there's really great um, non-biblical writings from the time of Christ that are out there, Uh, but the church, in her authority, as Christ's voice in the world, has said these are the ones that are decreed to be trustworthy and universal.
2: Could you say that behind each of these canons, whether it's canon law or canonized saint or canon of scripture or Roman canon, I mean, the ultimate rule and ruler... I suppose, is Christ, and mm-hmm. that insofar as these readings, this prayer, this the life of this saint, this legislation measures up to the ruler, Christ, it's a, in some ways kind of a manifestation, these canons are, of the ultimate ruler?
1: Yeah, I would think so. I mean, if you're going to be like Christ, you could say, oh, I'm going to measure something compared to some standard number of inches or feet. No, I'm going to measure or compare or live out of. This perfection, this rule, which is Christ himself, not in a legalistic sense, but as the normative thing against which mm-hmm. other things are judged, I think that's uh,
0: that's a good way to uh, to
1: assess your life, good. especially your life, Chris.
2: Good question, uh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go on. All right. <laughs> you still want <have> us,
0: <laughs> Yep. I got lost in uh, C-A-N-N uh, etymology <laughs> and, and got all the way to cannibalism. and. Oh, that's gosh. That's different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Etymology is a, is a rabbit hole if you're not careful.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. Ju-
0: but just to be clear, cannibal comes from a Spanish word for a uh, certain group of people that were cannibals or okay. uh, savages. Mm-hmm. Even so though it's we a to- eat the flesh totally, of Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally
2: unrelated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, mine is, uh, you know, this song, Venite Adoremus. Venite yes. Adoremus. Come, let us adore him. Yeah, so Venite is uh, come. Uh, imperative plural, uh, come. Uh, or else, let's see, all of you. Uh, adoremus is uh, not just the title of an excellent liturgical journal, but. Uh, Although it is uh, that. It is that. Uh, let us uh, worship. Okay. We, we worship. Adoremus. So uh, adoration is the word uh, yes. that's come up on different uh, podcasts before. But adoration. Okay. So uh, uh, the root of this is uh, ora. Ora. Speak? Uh, it's related to that, but more fundamentally, I think it's uh, based on this noun for mouth. Oh, so yeah. In Latin, it's uh, os oris. Yeah. Uh, plural is ora. Like ora. os justi, the mouth of the just. Okay, so uh, but then related to that, Jesse, right, is uh, oration, orator, Mm -hmm. oratory, oratory. Yeah, so it has to do with speaking. But if you know, if you really drill down to its uh, most base level, so you have ora and then ad, means uh, to To. or toward. So adoration, at its most fundamental or at least etymological sense, towards mouth towards what? Another mouth. Another mouth. Oh yeah, mouth. that's
0: right. Mouth so to mouth. That's adoration
2: right. is uh, literally coming mouth to mouth with God. Where do you get the second mouth? Ora uh, is plural. Is uh, nominative. Uh, so mouth plural, is it? Oh, mouths. Mouth. mouth to mouth. I got guess. it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Listen, so don't, don't, uh, don't press me on the on the details of this. Well, right? on
0: our third date, my wife and I had we went to adoration.
2: <laughs> good, Jesse. You are good. Oh brother! But there's a lot of. Bro- I,
0: I have a feeling James Paulie's going to like that joke. Me, so.
1: There's Go a lot of mouth and breathing in scripture, right? Like, what when you get breathed on in scripture, what happens?
2: Well, you come to life. I think uh, yeah. you know as Ash Wednesday approaches. You know, so uh, God breathed into the dust, uh, the, the, from which He was forming man, and, and man became a living being. So the breath. And the
0: bishops breathe onto the chrism oil. At the chrism mass. Yeah, right. another
2: kind of conveyance of uh, the Spirit. Right, the, God the breathes breath over everyone. the waters, right, in creation. Yeah.
1: Or Christ breathes on the apostles, and then they receive all these gifts of the Holy Spirit. So there's a lot of breathing, a lot of mouth-to-mouth sort of stuff, you know. Hopefully there's a yeah. little Listerine involved there somewhere. <laughs> Holy Listerine. <laughs> Actually, something that smells better than Listerine, but you know what I'm trying to say.
2: <laughs> well, I guess God has good breath. Anyway, mm-hmm. I suppose it's our breath that we're trying to keep for being too, uh, True too followed. All right. So Dennis, you're going
0: to do the etymology of halitosis. So. Yeah, right. Right. Well, yeah. Do we have time for one more? Or wrap it up.
1: Yeah. We got one more. Okay. I have so many here, but the, I love uh, this, by the way, yeah, we too. should
0: only do an etymology mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Actually there are, there are,
1: there's a really great podcast on the origin of the English language and it just goes on and on and on. And I forget what it's called now, but it's very interesting stuff. All right. The last one for now is Relic. Relic, So that's Ooh. like a piece of a body or the piece of a thing somebody owned. You know, you have to put I think relics. I know the
0: ick part of that word. <laughs>
1: yeah, the yucky.
0: <laughs> ick. <laughs> Here's
1: a piece of their heart. You <laughs> know, icky. Um, but, you know, relics are pretty old, right? They're old ideas in Christianity. You know, they they put altars on top of places where saints died. You have to have, well, you're supposed to have relics under an altar that are first class relics right first class relic is a part of a of a saint actual part of the saint second class relic is something they owned or used and a third class relic is something that has been touched to a first class relic so any thoughts there any, any rule that starts with R-E should all um, right give you again, a again little... re right? right again right.
2: That's amazing, though. It didn't even occur to me that Relic started with R-E. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew how to spell it, but I, I didn't make the association yeah. with
1: It's the, like lollipop. Hmm. Lick and re Relic. Okay. Right?
2: <laughs> One,
0: I like two, that a lot. <laughs> Three.
1: You are so old, Chris. Oh, I know. I it. know that. The hey, I know that. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Uh, I never understood relic. that joke. I, I was too dumb as a kid. I was like, <laughs> he bit it. That's not a lick. Come on. Anyway. You
2: know. We're glad you've grown out of that phase. So yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> R E can mean back or behind. Can you think of any Ray Ray words in our life that are behind or back on the back side of something?
0: Repress. Rear. Re- <laughs> well re-
1: <laughs> Any words that start with Ray Ray? Uh, Reridos. Reridos, yeah. That's the tall screen thing on the backside of an altar, which means literally back behind. Reray. <laughs> rerun, yeah. <laughs> so a ray is behind, and then the, something has been what behind? Linkquere is the word. Linkquere. Placed? Kind of. Rerum well, nuvarum. Y-
0: well, there's that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you still on the cannibal sorry. thing that I mentioned back? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if you relinquish something? What do you do? Ooh, link, give up? Linque, linquere. Yeah, is that to link. It's to leave or to let go of. So when you work all these parts of the word out, you get left behind, right? The ra is back or behind, like rare dose. And then reliquie is remains, but that's the um, plural. But the word, the the infinitive is linquere to leave. So straightforward. A relic is remains, right? That which is left behind and then you know the interesting kind of un liturgically related thing is the word l-e-i-k-w how you say that li- like the from proto-indo-european p-i-e-pi jesse gave us the word i guess through the germans uh 11 and 12 right you know how to say 11 in spanish once yeah yeah, and then there are other ones that are like DSU, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Ten plus one,
0: <laughs> <laughs> DSU no. It's own, but yeah, DSU. Yeah, yeah, DSU Ten plus five, six. whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, in eleven, it, it's the way it comes out is one more than ten, right? So it's leftover. It's that one left over after ten. And twelve is the word "trois" in is, um, I guess, in that old German two and uh twa plus leftover two leftover one leftover That's how they got eleven and twelve so your leftovers are relics so that hamburger helper you have in the refrigerator mm. Jesse it's a relic from yesterday yeah and if,
0: I, if I have two of them one is left under and the other is <laughs> left over wow
1: yeah eleven and twelve okay so there we go
2: 12 you guys are 12? old you're yeah, so old. that's
1: a little Sesame Street action, but it's on YouTube. So I introduced it to my nieces and nephews, and they were obsessed
2: with it for a while. Jesse grew up. with... Wait till you uh, show them the clay Dora ball that has lips. Door the explorer isn't that who you grew up with? Jesse? Oh. No, no, Barney. You grew up with Barney.
0: <laughs> no, what did I watch? I watched Lamb Chop as a kid. I did watch a lot of Sesame Street, Mister Rogers, and. Um, When I was really little I used to watch Vice City or (laughs) Miami Vice, is that what it is? Vice (laughs) City. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about how uh, I was watching inappropriate shows as a uh, kid, and I couldn't remember correct. the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you always
1: roll up the sleeves on your blazers. I never, knew
0: although that. although sometimes it would be uh, like later at night, and we'd like something would pop up like Married with Children or something, and I'd hear from my mom, my mom's bedroom, would be like get it off, <laughs> change the channel.
1: <laughs> wow, your mom loved you. And that's nice. Yeah. <sighs> All right,
0: well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I have an endless supply of words. Unless we just have to wait. Till no, next let's time. do it, lad. Yeah, let's wait till next time. Let's do a liturgy
2: question. Yes, question, and question. And no Miami Vice reruns in the meantime. So why go to the Liturgical Institute? Well, if you want to serve the Church and do liturgical studies from the heart of the Church, you won't find any place quite like this. This place is faithful to the Magisterium but it's a dynamic orthodoxy, not dry. And at the same time, it not only makes the faith come alive, it also empowers you to help that be the experience for others as well. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Hahn and I want to warmly recommend the Liturgical Institute for your consideration. Pray about going and studying and sharing the richness of our living tradition.
1: Oh, Moses, Moses, why do you question me? Why do you care? Today, we have a similar debate over this. Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone? This week,
0: do we have a question this week? You should ask. uh, Nope, we don't, so I think we can all go. (laughs) All right, have a beer. Uh, This week, we have a question from Robert, and Robert says, Hello, you Guys. Hello, Hello, Bobby.
2: Robert.
0: Robbie. Oh, Robbie, we're calling you Robbie. I'm calling him Bobby. Oh, or Bobbert. Yeah. That's so, Brady, uh, bunch
2: of you, Dennis.
0: <laughs> I know. Dennis, uh, Dennis,
2: Dennis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, you Guys. I have oh, a my friend
2: nose.
0: All right. I'm going to read the question. question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just We're not don't even mention. drinking. We're not don't even mench- drinking. Don't mention down to Nabby because then he'll go down another. Oh, yeah. And...
1: I'm watching that again right now.
0: All right. Robert says. I have a friend who will be entering the church this Easter season, and I want to get him a book that talks about some of the liturgical concepts that I've learned on the podcast. What would you recommend for somebody new to Catholicism? Hmm.
2: I, if it were me, I would sit down with the Catechism of the Catholic Church and read it cover (laughs) to cover.
0: (laughs) No, but you could listen to the liturgy uh, (laughs) episodes on the
2: Catechism. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, Uh, that's a good question. I, uh, frankly, what I would recommend is uh, I put together a little book uh, with uh, Sophia Institute Press a couple years ago called A Devotional Journey into the Mass. And it's basically all of the stuff that we do on the Liturgy Guys repackaged into a book. So it's very liturgical institute uh, type of material. And it's kind of, um, maybe this sounds boring, it's kind of a how to go to church, how to go to Mass. Uh, But it begins at, Walking through the church doors and making the sign of the cross and praying the opening prayer and how to listen to the readings and participate in the liturgy of the Eucharist and receive communion, and then respond to the dismissals, which, as you know, Jesse, all begin with the word "the." Go. I mean, go. <laughs> so, uh, and I would say it's uh, pretty accessible, yet uh, substantial, meaty. Um, so anyway, I'd uh, I'd recommend that. And in fact, uh, can I can I mention Jesse that you and I did a little? Uh, yeah, it's uh, not out it? yet,
0: but we're doing a video little series on that book, where where Chris is kind of explains some of those concepts. But it's all you know video form. So each chapter of the book is like a fifteen twenty minute little video where he kind of explains that. So I I would agree. And personally, uh, outside some of the books that you guys wrote. Um, a few years back I, I read The Lamb's Supper by Scott Hahn mm-hmm. and that I thought was it's, it's a shorter book but it's got a lot of really great meaning and uh, talks a lot about eschatology Ooh. which is one of Dennis's favorite words. That's something I would recommend um, and uh, it's, a, it's a good introduction into the Mass. Dennis?
1: You know who's been putting out some really interesting books lately? There's a whole bunch of people now but uh, Brant Petrie has these ones called Jesus and the Jewish roots of whatever? Ones Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Eucharist. There's another one in the Jewish roots of Mary. In other words, especially if you're a convert, you know you may have um, spent a lot of time in Scripture, and sometimes the Old Testament is used as evidence against the New Testament, or at least how the Catholic understanding of it is uh, is read. And then you find out all of these things that wow, as the Catholic Church uh, teaches it, is actually there embedded. In the Old Testament, it wasn't just made up in the fourth century. There's also, I know people ask for books, but there's also, you know, one of my new favorite podcasts is, um, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting the name of it.
0: The Boom. Liturgy Guys? <laughs>
1: well, that's one of my old <laughs> favorite podcasts. And I know they asked for you know, for a book, but one of the, my new favorite podcasts is called The Cordial Catholic. And it's hosted by a guy in Canada uh, k albert little who is a convert from um protestantism and evangelical protestantism and it's really really good not just for people who are thinking of converting or newly converted so they can answer sort of um apologetic questions but it's, it's really good for catholics he has great guests on there of high level people it's not you know just hi I, you know i was once protestant now i'm not i mean people who write great books including yours truly uh once a long time ago and uh really good listening and there are a lot of things out like that um some even scott Hahn's early book you know rome sweet home is a good one explains exactly mm-hmm. how he became a catholic and how he saw scripture embedded in the mass so it's a bit old now um but it would be worth a read if you haven't read it before
0: all right, Robert, I hope that answers your question. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we have a bunch of those online uh, study programs, study courses as well. You can go to liturgy.online, check those out. Uh, but there's a lot of great resources out there. Definitely have him listen to this podcast as well, I would say. And I uh, hope that answers your question. You can, if you have a question for us, you can email us at questions at liturgyguys.com or tweet us at liturgyguys. Thank you and God bless.
1: The Liturgy Guys is brought to you by the Liturgical Institute at the University of St. Mary of the Lake, Aremus, Society for the Renewal of the Sacred Liturgy, and the Center for Beauty and Culture at Benedictine College. Ah. Now that's a podcast.